so just gonna let my smile shine. <laughs> I'm just gonna let my uh, oily Jewish skin shine. Well, on my way home, I was going through all the art news stuff, and I couldn't find anything interesting. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just dead air now. <laughs> yeah, and even like, you know, something big like the triennial happens, it's like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, in other news, I see that they are still showing art that's basically hollowed out, like, f- server farm like structures whatever that aesthetic is still oh, like a server strong. rack yeah server rack that was like who's the who's australian <laughs> <laughs> um no who's that oh, simon uh, denny simon denny is he oh. australian or from new zealand he's a kiwi <laughs> kiwi um yeah i feel like that aesthetic um uh, maybe it's time to retire it um i will be uh checking it out once it opens when does it open i guess it's open now yesterday was like the vip opening okay Mm. i gotta say the new museum is like at the pretty at the bottom of my list of new york museums well maybe you can thank the aggressive ceo for that (laughs) who's the ceo hmm you can Google that. I'm not going to name her oh. name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the Shio, you mean? Yeah. Sorry, I got to look it up now. Which has led to a lot of drama. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but of course. Um, I don't know, but does that at the end of the day affect the uh, cultural programming of a museum in terms of like uh, quality of the stuff they show? Uh, maybe. You know, yeah, when like someone is saying, like when someone has like a strong arm on the institution and it seems like pretty uh I don't know, pushy. But what is is she is she like a uh, postnet stand to the extent that like the museum will, you know, f- uh, she will die on the hill of a uh, <laughs> this type of art? No, no, I don't think necessarily, but I think just like they're uh She's been like a domineering force in the institution. So I'm sure maybe it's hard for, you know, other things to happen or I don't know. Yeah. But do you see, do you get my point? Like this, the museum clearly has a, like a post net or some like, yeah. Well, uh, I think that's because the rhizome thing. And then like um, Lauren Cornell was there and she was like very post net. And I think that's still kind of still the tales of that. Like this, triennial doesn't seem post netty but it's like it's a lot of like what would be at lista and a lot of like right you know like quirky things and like um surrealism with everyday materials there's just something about the new museum that feels very it's just very berlin Mm. like out of all the museums here it's the most like berlin-y yeah I guess huh. it's just the dis- I mean, they had that Raymond Raymond Pettibone show <laughs> that we yeah. would see. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did we see it together? I think we went, yeah. I think we went together. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I did see uh, the amazing Chris Burden 
a uh, retrospective they had up like what five six years ago that was beautiful the nicole eisenman show was great i love her work uh i could live without the like the social clout fanfare but the work itself i love mm-hmm. um and uh yeah and even for her like i will make the conceptual exception of like seeing her work for the umpteenth time at the uh whitney biennial because mm-hmm. they just keep showing her but she always delivers so bring it on yeah. um well, I'm, oh, i'll y- never y- oh sorry go ahead yeah sorry just one last thing you were talking about a domineering a uh, director or whatever corporate force and it, it just makes me think of the jewish museum and claudia gold but like mm. something like something works there it just works very well because they've had a an amazing program for i mean even I mean, the since they shows. started, so no, no, for sure. But like, I their program is so good, in my opinion, that I can't even like, I can't even remember the shitty shows they've had in the past mm-hmm. five years, and they've had shitty shows. Yeah. Um. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say I'll never be in a triennial. Well, that's fine. I mean, isn't a triennial <laughs> basically like a thirty under thirty venue like event? No, I mean... No, in terms of, like, this is what it feels like. It's not like a... Yeah. Uh, oh, no, yeah, yeah. But you know what? That, that like, Younger Than Jesus, I think, was, like, a bad start. I think that really set the tone for mm-hmm. making it really feel like a 30 under... A 32 under 32. <laughs> right. Um, Wait, was yeah. Jesus 32? Yeah, I, 32 or it 33. wasn't 28? No. Like Amy and Jimmy <laughs> and Jim? Mm, um oh well 30 uh 80 30 or 33 so age 33 to 36 so yeah younger than jesus was like artist under 33 who the hell came up with that number like what historian was uh, able to figure out that jesus was 32 on the dot <laughs> well 80 30 or 33 <laughs> right <laughs> um Anyway, well, I went to the opera last night and I survived Wagner's six-hour-long six Meister Singer from Nuremberg. Um, home of the sausages. Was, I'm sorry, yeah. Home of the sausages. I will, I will say it was sort of, it was pretty enjoyable. I enjoyed it. I, like, um, I, I came fully prepared to not fall asleep. I, like... I usually nod off at operas just to like give myself a boost <laughs> in the lesser parts. Um, but I didn't have to because the opera was just, um, I don't know, I wouldn't say it was exciting. And then this morning, Jordan asked me if like I would have like trimmed it down to like a three hour opera or whatever. And then I told him, I am actually not sure. It's just, there's just like something about the slow pace of this opera that doesn't like culminate in like an explosive sort of ending but it all just kind of makes sense somehow but you you famously also I, saw a staging of this opera <laughs> with contemporary uh elements which i know you hate <laughs> and i agree i mean who who loves contemporary elements in an opera yeah, staging like ugly suits that came from the sail rack um <laughs> at wunderkind yeah like it really is just like the worst of contemporary German um, clothing. And I don't mean in any sort of fashion way. I just mean like really 
like going to some suit barn and buying like a $99 suit. That's what everything looked like. Uh, <laughs> and then some like bad contemporary sonography. Uh, and that combined with something so old fashioned to me, just it's like Pomo in the worst way. Yeah. So it's, um, unless, unless I see pictures from that specific staging, I just, Im- I'm imagining it as like David Lynch's, 1980 whatever dune <laughs> no it looked like watching an 80s film about like like she's trying to make it in the workplace mm-hmm. a single mom <laughs> <laughs> it's like Wait, don't tell ta- mom the babysitter's dead <laughs> uh, are we talking about the same opera though because yes the, no i'm just oh, saying aesthetically that's what it looks like like it's just like oh i see okay it looks there like shoulder cor- pads yeah, it's like shoulder pads, <laughs> and it's not supposed to look 80s or anything. It's just like, it was ugly. I'll try to find photos. Also, yeah. I don't think anything should be that long. Um, like you said, you went to a six-hour uh, film. I also went to like a four-hour film once that was like, it was like eight-minute long scenes, you know, like the length of a roll of 35-millimeter or 60-millimeter film or whatever. It's yeah. just like, this isn't for the viewer. This is just like a conceptual exercise. It's like no one wants to see this. <laughs> I I like in principle I agree with you but not categorically. So like I remember going with my aunt in 2003 in my hometown Ghana to see a 6 hour that 6 hour long movie called The Best of Youth which is an Italian like magnum opus mm-hmm. that was like originally filmed for TV <laughs> as like a mini series but they <laughs> ended up just showing and distributing it to uh movie theaters and we were just like nailed to our seats it was glued to our seats it was so it was just so beautiful and i highly recommend watching it if you have six hours to spare well i would watch it it as a miniseries um that i understand It's just like in the specific case of this movie, like what are you going to do? It's like it tells the story of a family of like two brothers from like 1954 through the like 2000s. And so Mm -hmm. and and like, you know, touches on like Italy's major like political events and other historical um, like moments. And so it it makes sense. I get it. And in Wagner's case, like, sure, he love the self-indulging aspect of just a very long movie but also like i don't know uh tarantino i as much as i tried and wanted to i could not sit through um what's the latest movie called once upon a time or whatever oh yeah the one with leo and brad pitt oh, God. yeah i served that on the plane it was bad it was boring as fuck yeah um, I, don't know. I just think like endurance things you can do at home, but like like I love this um, O.J. Simpson miniseries. <laughs> no, like the the documentary. Yeah, it was an Oscar winning documentary. The yeah. ESPN Films one, like it was great. It's you know six hours long or whatever, but you're not made to watch it in one sitting in public, <laughs> right? So like at home you can binge it. It's you know enjoyable, but. It's like, I don't want to be trapped in public doing it. Yeah. Um, no one should be sitting that long. It's not good for you. <laughs> yeah, especially on those hard seats at the Metropolitan Opera House. What um, was the crowd like? 
I mean, the usual septuagenarian. <laughs> Any people like dressing like gay leather looks or anything? To, like, oh, try to be absolutely. And especially now in the mask, uh, in the mask era, like all the gays, they're bedazzled and bejeweled masks. God. Um, Human rights campaign logo masks. Oh, my God. It's funny because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a gay who likes to go to the opera, but it the two are, I mean, they're not, they're mutually exclusive. Like, I'm gay, period. I also like to go to the opera, period. But, like, when I go to the opera, I see all the gays who go to the opera, and it just, it clicks then that, like, I guess there is some appeal to this institution, <laughs> to the fags among us. And it doesn't fully compute because I don't see, like, sure, I get that it's, like, grand and bigger than life and everything's, like, super, super theatrical. Divas. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And also just one last thing. I mean, if you had sat through the whole thing, you you would have, uh, your takeaway would have been somewhat of a, uh, a, there's, it's somewhat of a parable. The Meister Singer uh, from Nuremberg, it tells the story of this, like, young very passionate sort of diamond in the rough kind of talent that manages to uh exceed uh and excel at a uh at a singing competition even though he's mm-hmm. untrained and he's not a, ma- a meister mm-hmm. um and the the whole opera sort of keeps reiterate reiterating the fact that um sort of you have to be open-minded to this new blood and kind of break away from the constraints of paradigms and blah 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 um and then for some reason they didn't edit out the very last piece of the opera where like one of the one of the tenors sings about um the jew the jew i mean basically (laughs) he basically like belts out a line that says something about something like uh reviving germany's superiority or something like that and i'm like how did that make the cut (laughs) Like well, I'm been, sure it was in the German edition I saw. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like you've retro diversified so many aspects of like classic like repertoire <laughs> operas, but this made it into the cut. Um I will say I will say Wagner has been like horrendously tainted by like Hitler's legacy cuz like sure Wagner was an anti-semite or whatever, but like would he have like, you know, pressed the button on like mass transportation and like the gas chambers and stuff like that i don't know that hitler did that not wagner so like maybe we should cue in the like leave britney alone with a wagner insert well who wasn't at that time yeah basically i mean i'm jewish and i would have been an anti-semite if i I was in his position in the early 1800s um anyway i love wagner sorry that's my that's my takeaway well we can go have a kebab at Richard Wagner Strasse U-Bahn station next time. Or Plotz. Right? Is that on the U-3? Uh, no, Uziben. Wait, which one's the one that goes to the airport? Uziben. The 7. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of those fun old stations. Yeah, it's, it's a U-Bahn Richard Wagner Plotz right. U-7. Also, sorry, just one last thing. Like, getting drinks at the uh, super long intermission yesterday. So many fucking crowds at the Opera House. I'm like, where... Who are those people who, like, you know, shamelessly speak German? Like, 
not shamelessly i mean it's just like it felt like there were tourists almost because like who's a non-english speaker in this day and age in new york pre like opening of borders in this covid era <laughs> just so much i mean like with russians i understand it because when i go to the opera there's like i'm surrounded by like just russian speaking people because they're just so what's a polite way to say it uh they have assimilation issues <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they're little isolationists um but yeah the germans that's funny okay sorry i'm gonna sp- speak less from now on okay speak more live your truth raise your voice yes um well by the way to our listeners who are wondering um about this uh (laughs) this revival of us uh let's just say that somebody has started a petition.org petition (laughs) that garnered uh upward of 200,000 signatures to get us back on the air and to continue producing art because our cultural significance should not be put at risk yes and heritage and so we're back on the air yeah thanks change.org thank you yeah um so we're back on the air and we're not quitting art uh for the time being (laughs) um yeah i actually just um i i don't know what uh, uh, my conclusion is but i i like talked it out with my galleries and asked if i could do like a small studio sale just to get rid of some stuff in the studio and also some like back backlog paintings or whatever backstock um and i don't know i had a very successful studio sale to the point where i'm like can i just like do it on my own <laughs> can i like Sorry, David. I I mean, obviously with stuff the gallery doesn't have an inventory of, but like it just makes you wonder, like sometimes you can just move your own shit. Yeah, I mean, if you tell people they're getting a deal, and they are, they love it. Um, I mean, and it's not even, first of all, you're like not fibbing, you're not lying. This is a perfect, like accurate portrayal of where you're offering them, which is 50% off. Yeah, because the gallery's not getting getting their cut, and so totally. Um, I mean, yeah. I just uh, I did a print sale a couple of years ago, like the <clears> fall <throat> before the pandemic. I made as much in twenty four hours as selling a painting. Don't get me started. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yes. I mean, uh, the only thing we lack basically is just the uh, ability to like move the needle on the more institutional stuff the exposure the provenance etc etc well if i I could if i could start a successful etsy (laughs) business i would yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i'm like like i would love to be the new museum triennial one day but at the same time i would rather like buy an apartment have a nice car (laughs) right so I don't yeah, really because, care which route gets me there. <laughs> right. Because, you know, at the end of the day, looking at the eight standouts at the 2021 New Museum Triennial link that you sent me, uh, there's some some beautiful work there. Mm-hmm. Not all of it is my cup of tea, but like how many of the exhibitors you think are able to make ends meet this month 
without mm. sort of supplementing it with any side gigging. Well, Amber Wellman can definitely make ends meet with that, that 30 paint, foot long painting. That painting looks beautiful. It is really nice. So I'm actually going to check it out in person, a triennial, yeah. only for this painting. That I would like to see. Um, looking at that server rack thing, whatever. Um, looking at some debris in a corner room, not my cup of tea. Wait, which one's the debris in the corner? Uh, oh, yeah, I see. This, like, uh, well, of course. It's, it's just, a, like, uh, everything when it's, like, a Felix Gonzalez Torres. Yeah, exactly. You know, this illusion. Um, also, you know what's funny? Like, when I went to Mexico a couple of months ago for the show, nobody fucking cares, talks, or knows that much about uh, Gonzalez Torres in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. I like, didn't know he was not- Mexican. <laughs> no, but like in t- in terms of uh, in terms of like you know being a uh, central slash South American sort of powerhouse in terms of cultural significance here in the U.S. Ah, uh, okay. Um. Okay. Another work that this art news article puts on yeah, the list. Cu- he was Cuban. Ah, okay. I mean, I obviously know his his work and a bit of his biography but not the full biography oh my god you know what i just remember you know remember when lockdown hit uh-huh dot 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 can you guess what i'm thinking about <laughs> i'll give you a hint lockdown hits and let's just say it involves gonzalez torres's work in people's houses oh my god yes <laughs> like a tiff zab um Getting a pile of candy in the Who mail. Who was behind it? Some gallery was behind it, though, because they sent the, those, like, boxes of candy. Tacky. To collectors' homes to, like, re recreate it in their, like, lockdown getaways in the Cayman Islands or whatever. <laughs> Did our favorite roid monster get one? Oh, my God. <laughs> roid monster. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I would love to sit down with his mother and ask her how she feels about the family wealth being uh, spent on. Uh, Speaking of that. the Royd monster and this triennial. Um, so the number one work that this article highlights is this fuck machine. Wait, oh, my God. This Gabriella Moreb yeah. piece. Okay. It's like the the like. Wait, what does that do? Does that just like drill into that piece of a uh, crystal or whatever? It just bangs on the on the stone on the quartz or whatever that is. Uh, Yeah, like those machines you may have seen in uh, cinema. (laughs) Like, why do why do people why do artists still make these like really rudimentary like? performance style machinery installations i mean i appreciate the poetic nature of it but at the same time this is very like dietrich and schlechtream 2010 it's just like simplistic in a way that i'm sure you feel super smart about it yeah but at the end of the day if it took like two minutes to come up with this concept and another 10 minutes to put it together Maybe that's all the value there's in it. You know, it's crazy. They probably put so much time, effort, and money into the mechanism of that machine. Like, 
God, we need to get this art fabricator to make this machine, and they're going to like charge us ten thousand dollars. Right, could have just gone to Amazon, and bought the fuck machine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if we've said it on the pod, but it's just this uh, uh, fetishization of the labor-intensive anything for this, just for the sake of the uh, of the end product. It has to have been labor-consuming and a long process and costly and whatever mm-hmm. um well, well what is what is the theme yeah well i'm just trying to see what the theme is this year something about it's about hard resistance. stones hard stone soft water soft stone hard water hard candy hard candy <laughs> is it soft stone hard water and it describes the the showering conditions <laughs> in an apartment <laughs> in berlin <laughs> Totally, because you oh constantly God. have to like decalcify <laughs> your shower head. I don't feel like you? decalcify my life. Uh, yeah. The kettle looks disgusting. Yeah, it's off. I, I I would constantly be embarrassed having people over because they would think I'm sloppy or a slob or whatever. Because the house constantly is just just yeah. a just a layer of like sediment on everything. Oh, there's a film. It's like although and also I, you're. It itches. You you take a shower and oh it, it itches. Yeah, no, I've had like really dry skin because of the hard water. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so just a quick uh, just a quick description for listeners. The biennial circuit was dealt a blow by the pandemic, which made it nearly impossible to mount enormous editions of recurring showings of contemporary art amid restrictions of all kind. But art lovers in the U.S. can take pleasure in this month. Sorry, this month in the return of three such notable exhibitions. Um, why am I reading this? Greater New York, a piece one, which I saw. I, I guess we could gloss over it at a future episode. It was just not really that interesting of a survey anyway. And the uh, triennial. Um, painting is mostly out and a picantly odd kind of sculpture is in. Surrealism is born anew in works making use of ready-made everyday objects and industrial materials often share space with natural ones. Honestly, we've been pushing so hard for the pendulum to swing back towards the towards abstraction, but I feel like surrealism or whatever like it's understood as in 2021 has snuck up on us. Totally. These carpet samples I'm looking at right now. Because <laughs> um, I've, I've been seeing this word pop up everywhere in yeah. our context now. Like surrealism. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's a lot of the figurative paintings. Just like, you know, toying with surrealism. Yeah, but it feels like this, like, finally owning, owning up to this, uh... uh art history term in the market context is to me like a canary in the coal mine in terms of where the sales are sort of heading and in which direction i just feel like in the upcoming like big fears we're going to see a bigger emphasis on uh look at me punditing punting punditing (laughs) i should go out and msnbc as a um art pundit oh my god Another fuzzy teacup. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, looking looking forward to seeing that Ambera Wellman painting. But like, what is what is it hang? Like, what's in front of it on the floor? These like picnic table legs. Are you seeing that picture? I'm sh- I'm seeing. Uh, let me see. 
Sorry. Also, art, like art news and art, um, art net news. When you send your like correspondence to cover those things, can you just like send a photographer along with them? Because oh they I know. just always take the worst possible pictures. Yeah, these like uh, tabletops in the way. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm sure when they when they documented the Umbera Wellman painting, those fucking tables were not in the way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I just clicked a link and um, to another article like Freeze London 2021 sales highlights. And one of my art crushes is the headline image. Wait, send me uh, send me the link. Um, I'll keep a deal. Gal- the gallerist Dan Gunn. Who's Dan Gunn? He's cute. He's also uh, into junk food like me. Um, <laughs> not junk food, fast food. <laughs> um, expedient food. Expedient food. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were supposed to go to pizza. <laughs> we were supposed to go to Pizza Hut, and then he moved back to London. Oh my god! Because he was living in Berlin for years. Ooh, I have a uh, I have a news tidbit here, which I would like to get your uh, oh my God, your yes. take on uh, from the art newspaper uh, published to October twenty first, twenty twenty one. Art Cologne passes pandemic subsidy onto exhibitors, offering thirty four percent discount. So the headline seems promising mm-hmm. and benevolent, but then you go on to reading it. <laughs> Um, Germany's biggest art fair, Art Cologne, is offering exhibitors a discount of 34% for both rent, for booth rentals at its 2021 edition, passing on, um, in full the pandemic subsidies it received from the government's Neustadt Kulturfund. Among the gal- galleries taking part in this year's Art Cologne are Tadeusz Rope, is it Ropak or Ropach? Ropak, I think. Ropak. Sprut Moggers, Esther Shipper, Eigenart, Nagel Drexler, and Michael Werner. How about uh, that? Ninety percent of them don't need the discount. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I'm glad the German taxpayer is subsidizing multimillionaires. Oh no, but wait, there's an LGBT <laughs> LGBTQ show that found its way into the mix just to justify this. Two special exhibitions are also planned. The Landesbank Baden-Württemberg will show its own collection of works by artists including Rosemarie Trockel, Jillian Waring, and Isa Genskin. A show called Queer Budapest will explore the um, LTBGQ. Why is it? Why is it in this order? BLT. <laughs> I just sound like I sound like Trudeau now. Um, so, a show called Queer Budapest will explore the LTBGQ community in the Hungarian capital capital with painting, performance, works, and photography. Um, Jesus Christ! Why? Like, how do you have that headline and then also have like mention a show? Of the Landesbank collection and Sprutmager's Esther Shipper getting a 34% discount on their like booth rental fee. Like, God, come on. Jesus And Christ. what's crazy is the, it says the government's Neustadt Kulturprogramm, um, also known as New Star for, for Culture, amounts to 2 billion euro. That is <laughs> insane. Insane to me. Yeah. Well, also like... As I saw people point out, you know, like uh, people outside of this context uh, see these kinds of headlines and they're like yassing and 
like this would never happen in my country and then yeah. uh anyone i talk to who's like an artist or a young gallerist trying to make a go of it is like i've never seen any of this money yeah like, yeah, of course, of course not, because it went to Bergheim's, like... Yeah, exactly, it went to Bergheim, and it went to, uh, like, the Blue Chip Galleries in Germany. Johann Koenig. Yeah, like, where, whereas the young galleries who actually have needed this money during the pandemic or before the pandemic... Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're fooling yourself if you don't think that the big power players have enough sort of lawyerage available to them to uh rig this system in their own exactly. to their own benefits yeah it's like the ppp loans in america where it's like oh yeah. the actual small businesses that need them had a hard time accessing them and then it's I mean, it, these big players that a, got them yeah at least there's a sense of a uh, cultural shame here and when they rig the system the big players here they at least try their best to hide it so they don't yeah. get caught because there's so there's ostracism that uh comes into play yeah. when you get a exposed for that but here it's uh people are like it's culture being supported it's like no it's actually a multi-million dollar business being supported that's selling right inventory this yeah. is not the production of culture or patronage of it like yeah the redundant works by blue chip artists that are just getting churned out are not culture right and then in uh other but similar news um also from the art n- the art newspaper from october 25th Headline says, England's cultural sector to receive 850 million pounds in extra funding from Treasury. The budget to be announced by Chancellor Rishi Sunak on Wednesday has earmarked 300 million pounds for museums to redevelop and refurbish their sites. And the picture in the article is the Tate Liverpool with Ugo, Ugo Ru. Help me out here pronouncing his last name. God, I don't even know. But I know the name. Rodendendron. <laughs> Rodendendhedron. Oh, God. The boson hydrant collider. Ugo um, Rondinone. Rondinone, is, is, yeah. is that Italian? I know he's Swiss, but is it Italian is Swiss? Is he Swiss? Only a Swiss person would make a work this scale. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um... Anyway, wh- why was this upsetting to me? Hold on, because... Um, he looks Italian. Well, is, is he? <laughs> no, he looks... He looks it. <laughs> um, okay. Museums such as the Victoria and Albert Museum in London, Tate Liverpool, and the Imperial War Museum in Duxford will each get a share of £300 million for quote-unquote arm's-length body estate maintenance, the Treasury says. The three-year investment will help museums, galleries, and cultural hotspots to redevelop and refurbish their sites, it adds. The funding is supplementary to regular annual grants, um, grant-in-aid grant subsidies for the 15 national museums sponsored by the Department of Digital, Cultural, Media, and Sports. I'm only bringing this up because I ran into a friend yesterday at the uh, opera, and I told him that I usually go to the opera on their like rush, rush ticket system where the day of the performance at noon i log on and if there's any tickets available um they offer them for 25 dollars a pop and it's like the best best seats in the house and i've been doing it for a few years now and it's just absolutely made the opera accessible to me and i told him that at some point like a year and a half ago i started feeling so bad for like quote unquote taking advantage of this you know system that the opera offers that i made a small donation 
to the opera. I like signed on as a, like a contributing member or whatever. Damn bitch. Uh, just like a small amount of money. But like he told me, never give them any, any money. They are swimming in money. And the last people they should be reaching out to funds for, uh, for funds for them is they're like, they're, you know, opera ongoers who yeah. never in a, their life will spend like $250 for like a seat in the, uh, in a box. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. It just makes you realize that all these like huge budgetary sort of allocations are just are are they like going to the right place? It feels like these no, institutions exactly. are just so enormously bloated to begin with. Yeah, it'd be like I'm gonna donate to MoMA. And it's like, girl, yeah, <laughs> look at their endowment. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't make me pull up that uh, spreadsheet, Excel spreadsheet that was going around a couple of years ago about the uh, you know the salary discrepancies yeah, exactly. in the art world in New York. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, anyway, wonder, that's how I saw Rent. I just have to say the twenty dollar rush seating. <laughs> really? I like. I was never a big Broadway fan, but there are a couple of shows that I wouldn't mind seeing. Where do you get cheap tickets for Broadway? Well, there's the TKTS booth, famously at uh, Times Square. I'm uh-huh. sure. I'm sure you can do that online now. But that booth, yeah. uh, they have cheap tickets, like day of tickets. Right. But Rent specifically had a thing because the. Uh, Jonathan Larson, who passed away from Marfan syndrome right before the opening, he wanted everyone to be able to see the show regardless of economic status. So there were seats right at the front that were $20. And it always stayed that way. So there's could, just one there's right? just one problem there's one problem here. You hate rent, I know. Rent <laughs> is awful. Um okay, <laughs> we're gonna have David on to talk about rent then. Excuse me. When, when good friend of the pod Sage, who is eloping in Puerto Rico tomorrow, yes. which is why we're heading down yes. there. So first of all, Mazeltov Sage, we love you, Sage. Love Lovett. you, Sage. Congratulations. Um. Anyway, she was in town a couple of months ago, and we ran into uh, David in the street on the Lower East Side, outside of Little Canal, where you're prominently featured. Thanks. Um. We ran into him and like w- literally within a minute and a half, they were like <laughs> the loudest people on that street corner shouting about rent to each other, how much they hated it. Okay. Uh, and I David, had no idea what they were talking. No, yeah. David is a former rent head. So lies. <laughs> yes. I had, I had no idea what they were talking about because I've never seen it. And so, but I felt so ashamed afterwards that like I made Jordan sit down with me and watch the the movie the <laughs> live action the movie version. It's, it's awful horrible. but like how's but how is the musical any different than the movie if the songs are the same <laughs> and they're awful <laughs> got a light well it's gotta be close to midnight didn't you like that it's, one <laughs> i don't know was cory booker in the film version <laughs> Yeah, he was Angel. Um. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, I am excited for Level M to open later this season at the at the opera, so I am going to see that. Okay, I did but see Avenue Q. That was me fun. Me too. Because the puppets. That, yeah, it's a little silly. It's, it's like silly, it's not, but it's fun. It's not serious. I That's actually, the point I of went, Broadway. Yeah, I guess so. I just don't... 
I don't get the thing about like I know I love the opera, but I don't get the thing about theater. Like, why does it have to be so loud? <laughs> like, it's just so theatrical and it embarrasses me. Um, it's the theater kid energy. It is, yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, R.I.P. Jonathan Larson. Mm-hmm. Don't want to speak speak ill of him. What's Marfan syndrome? I think it's like a connective nerve uh, disorder or something. Uh-huh. I just read that the universal healthcare system in Israel is like fully, actually not fully acknowledging, but you get like 40% a uh, like disability coverage from the state for fibro fibromyalgia. Hmm. It's been fully like recognized by the state of Israel. Yeah. Not the occupation, but fibromyalgia. Yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> how about <God>. that <laughs> um, well I can't wait for that to be the next talking point it's the only country in the Middle East with fibromyalgia coverage <laughs> yeah What's what would be like a, uh, a comparative sort of pink washing in this regard <laughs> L- Lena Dunham washing um, uh, IBS <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would venture a guess that there's more that IBS is more of a plaguing issue outside of Israel than in Israel. I feel like that's sort of the price to pay for diasporic Judaism. Um, Does IBS start I, for I bloat so much? Basically, that meme you sent me was so good. The IBM IBM logo and turn into IBS with like an eyeball a B and the S and the IBM font. yeah that was pretty good um, oh. oh and by the way one of my all time favorite retractions this week <laughs> oh my God. one for the history books one for the history books where the hell was it oh from uh, is it also from the art news uh, the art newspaper correction yeah, our new bible Artnews.com. Yeah, thank you. Did they remove their paywall or artnews.com never had a paywall? Oh no, this is from the art newspaper, the yeah, British. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's what I mean. It's not Artnet News, our former oh, rival right. due to paywall. No, but I mean the art newspaper used to have uh, paywall. Oh, sorry, the art newspaper. Sorry, I think yeah. artnews.com. No, God, it's <laughs> so complicated. And I was even subscribed for like a minute. They have a really, a really like interesting, uh, well put together print edition that comes out once a month, I think. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't accept my like fake student credentials for a discount. <laughs> and like, much like with the Artnet News uh, paywall pay, like, sorry, it's just too expensive. Yeah, there should be a student uh, price for yeah. Artnet News. Or just like. I don't know, an honor system where... A pay what you can for artists. We're precarious. Yeah, Yeah, we are precarious. Um, Okay, what did the correction say? So, correction. We mistakenly reported that a Lowy Hollowell mixed media work sold for $1.75 million. It actually sold for (laughs) (laughs) $175,000. So well done, whoever researched that. Um, well done, Georgia O'Keefe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. How long are, are you going to Puerto Rico? 
we're going for oh jesus like three nights four nights i forget okay um please yeah, take a photo in front of any j-lo murals oh you may absolutely see. i'm i'm bringing home some merch oh my god yes and we're staying at the luxury ocasio cortez complex <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure i made that made this joke on the pot already right uh no oh okay wait you know who else lives in puerto rico that you might see who uh the facebook whistleblower <laughs> oh really what yep. she, francis is haugen like, is she vacationing there or what uh there's a theory that she lives there to avoid paying paying taxes on the money she made off cryptocurrency <laughs> In Puerto Rico, but it's yes. the same U.S. tax system. It is, but it's different because it's not a state. So, really? Yes. So if you ever fall into any crypto riches, Amir, go to PR. And uh, as long as you're there over six months. <laughs> I mean, with all the debate that's going on in Congress now about how to fund the... Uh, the uh, the Democrats plan whatever and like they want to start uh, taxing unrealized gains mm-hmm. just fucking tax those like crypto the unrealized gains on crypto I know because I feel like there's so much shady sort of uh, hiding of those gains oh totally um oh god I actually I should have a uh, I should have bookmarked that because I read an interesting bit about how taxing unrealized gains will affect the appreciation of artwork over time. I think this plan will sort of have collectors not necessarily pay every time it gets appreciated, but like pay sort of a yearly kind of flat rate for the sum of their collections. I unrealized gains like... Mm -hmm. Uh, value or whatever anyways mm-hmm. we'll see if yeah, that how does passes. that even work i don't know what, accounting what does, is so complicated <laughs> i mean i think the irs has that information already because those big corporations have to like report profit and loss and it's not yeah. necessarily sort of tethered to their liquid assets yeah well yeah um, if you have assets and they appreciate or depreciate i think you're supposed to report that right like because well, I know, like, even my taxes, like, the kind of capital things I have. So, like, a laptop, you yeah. know, each year it depreciates a certain amount, and that has to be accounted for. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, here in America, if you buy, uh, it's maybe not the best example. If, like, you, if you buy a house, then you only have to pay tax once you sell the house. You pay tax yeah. on the house. But, like, in the meantime, this house gains, like, a, its value appreciates. Yeah. And for the time being, you don't get taxed like yearly or monthly or whatever for the appreciation of that asset. But like what the yeah. this, the Democrats plan wants to do is to effectively, but I think it's like there's a threshold over which you will get taxed for the appreciating unrealized mm. gains. It's not like for the common, the yeah. average person. Uh, but uh, thanks to uh, that bitch, it might not get passed. So enjoy your, your denim vest. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> um she's a a loser yeah sorry to use the b word but like i don't know you're that's what it's fitting for yeah she's really gunning for some like cultural yassing but like deliver the goods bitch like in the meantime Um, yeah i don't know 
Sorry, I retract my use of the word bitch. Um, only for her. Only for my female dog. <laughs> Kasha, bitch. Kasha. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, you sent us that funny tidbit about Anderson Cooper. You want to read it, maybe? <laughs> Those velvety uh, blind mole hands of his. <laughs> TBT to when I saw his pale see-through skin at the David Barton gym. Oh, um, yeah. Were you the one who took that candid a paparazzi picture of his boyfriend in Central Park canoodling <laughs> with the other guy? No. But I remember, <laughs> remember that. that? Yes, yeah. that, was, that was good. So I close the to his workplace. <laughs> yeah, I laugh how the media was like all over it in terms of like, oh, like explosive breaking news or whatever. Yeah. And I'm sure he was like, I just wanted to tell everybody, uh, hello, that's what being gay yeah. hello, is we're like. gay bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we're doing it in the park is probably like our cry for help or like wanting to get attention. <laughs> uh, Anderson Cooper handled his mom's art sales in secret. This is Curtis Fear. Is, is that the proverbial or the literal <laughs> handling? <laughs> well, uh, according to our friends at Artnet News, uh, it's our former ya- Bible. Yahoo. It's Yahoo News. <laughs> Uh, according to chief uh, Yahoo journalist Katie Couric, uh, oh my god! How, first of all, how is how have they not changed the name Yahoo yet? Because that's that must be offensive to someone. <laughs> okay, so it says, "Be kind when navigating art sales on Instagram. You never know who you might be dealing with." In a recent appearance on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Anderson Cooper revealed how he helped his mother, Gloria Vanderbilt, sell her art on Instagram. Which, by the way, when I read this at first, I thought they meant, uh, uh, like, her art collection. Like, a Picasso or something. Oh, right. That's what I understood, too. (laughs) Yeah. But no, she was, like, painting or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. For three years, the CNN anchor adopted the persona of a woman of a certain age named Monica who would answer inquiries from prospective buyers. Literally, I'd be in Baghdad, you know, in between things, I'd be like, would you like a laminated white frame? As Monica Cooper recalled. Oh, my God. Wait, was he in Baghdad in a chopper together with Brian Williams? (laughs) (laughs) With Brian Singer? (laughs) Uh, see Gloria Vanderbilt, much like myself here, a self-made woman who makes a good profit from selling works directly out of the studio. Uh, whose butt looks good in denim. <laughs> Wait, Anderson or no, Gloria? I mean her and you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, excuse me, up until I sent you and David that picture, you didn't even know that I had a big butt, okay? I know, you've camouflaged it, so get on it, bitch. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just Billie Eilishing my butt, okay? My uh, back porch. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that was good. Um, anyway, uh, good for, good for Anderson Cooper. Um... (laughs) Yeah. Hope you're enjoying your new bundle of joy. Yes. I'm um, I'm getting you some uh, prescription glasses from the Gloria Vanderbilt collection for, <laughs> for Christmas. 
<laughs> if anyone gets that reference, um, you get a prize. Are you um, done with those, ma'am or madam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he called them madam. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was nice this week. We got some nice people reaching out um, vis-a-vis us quitting. Oh, yeah, we totally had like a don't jump off the ledge sort of people coming out. Yeah. Coming like, out. Like uh, Tavo 2.0, uh, mm-hmm. fellow Winnipegger, wrote me this morning at 6 a.m. my time. In capitals, loved with hearts. Your last episode, going there. Thoughts on art. Don't you dare stop this podcast, misters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks. We're not. <laughs> and we're not quitting art. Just uh, for the time being. For the time being. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I am. I am. I am starting a new job soon, and so we're so going to figure out. Thank you. I actually don't want to jinx it because I'm having like a demo yeah. day there. I, um, That's exciting. But we'll have to figure out the schedule. But at least I'll be salaried for the yeah. first time in a long time. And I'm enjoying my course. It's mm-hmm. going very well. I feel like I will excel in this field. Knock on yeah. wood. Uh, and I actually find it interesting. So. No, you can find me. I mean, you're, you're ta- yeah, you're taking the reins, um, taking matters into your own hands. Not relying on a uh, government handouts, <laughs> government handouts, <laughs> finicky, flighty collectors, yeah. art handler, uh, sorry, art dealers, big promises that vanish into thin air. Yeah. Um, Which is not to say I'm ungrateful of people I've worked with. I work with some really wonderful, supportive people. Yeah, um, sure. But there's a lot of things out yeah, of their hands. So Yeah, same. Listen, because of the studio sale I was doing, I got some really nice people into the studio. And um, I guess that's one of the things I love the most about this business. Just getting to know the people and whatever. And Um, it is a business. And I think that's what a lot of people forget. um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. The German government's not going to give me uh, 40 grand a year. Maybe it will. Just, uh, you know, it takes money to make money in Germany. Exactly. Um, what was that other thing? Oh, the other thing that's tr- that I found very German um, from the New York Post. Hiker lost for 24 <laughs> hours. Ignored calls from rescuers because of unknown number. And that's in the States. And you sent me that and you told me, What? <laughs> What? Sounds like something a German would do. (laughs) (laughs) Or actually, Um, no, it would be like you would call, you would call 911 or 112 and be like, I'm lost here. Um, Can I send you my location? They'd be like, "Uh, due to data protection, uh, you you cannot send us your location pin on WhatsApp uh, because it'll corrupt our system and give us a virus. So goodbye. Oh my God. Send it in Morse code or like, what did the Swiss do when uh, lockdown hit? How did they communicate? uh, Oh, by weighing weighing faxes. Yeah. Like, ah, there must have been 5,000 infections because this stack of paper weighs 15 pounds. Yodeling it off from mountaintops, <laughs> R- ringing those cowbells and doing Morse code. Oh my god! Um, 
just oh just a quick shout out to this really fun cunty <laughs> a website i just discovered today looking up reviews of last night's meister singer from nuremberg um slipped com <laughs> is a num- the number one classical music news site but like even if you're not a fan just log on it's what like a it's like what gothamist used to be like before npr bought them i'll leave it at that um <laughs> the only the only review they posted about last night's a uh performance was that the house was half empty half full sorry <laughs> um so yeah Berlin, yeah okay um what else yeah and if you're uh and if your uh design course uh doesn't go the way you want it to you can always move to the states and get your mba here because i'm just reading this article in the wall street journal saying that a 98 percent of program programs leave students with manageable dead loads um mm. mba graduates and so that's maybe something you'd want to consider in the future i totally see you as a like chief this that oh, it's, thanks it, at a sheraton or <laughs> marriott hotels um overseeing the moxie group <laughs> the marion Pischek hotel chain <laughs> i totally see responsible oh for like uh curating the continental breakfast oh my god nationwide Oh my god. Uh okay, I'm hiring a co-chief executive of the Breakfast yes. Bar, Krista. A co-chief. Hey, a co-chief <laughs> yeah. executive. Co-CEO. Uh we're very excited because we're going on a little site visit November 4th. Fun. Uh we're going on a 24-hour trip on a train ride that's six and a half hours each way. Jesus. And we are both pumped for the hotel breakfast. Krista has been doing ex- excessive uh, research on the breakfast buffet and it looks good. So, Do you know for a fact it's open? Because so much of those hotel buffets have been closed still. Haven't been. Oh, uh, I, I hope so because now you can dine in everywhere. So I think as long as you're vaccinated, I think it's okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't fucking wait for the hotel breakfast. Same. Oh my god! Yes, I mean, you're gonna have some this week. Uh, we're staying at an Airbnb. I was joking oh, okay. about the <laughs> Ocasio Cortez ah, okay. uh, complex. <laughs> <laughs> I might go check in on her grandma to see if she uh, oh she wired her those funds to fix the AC. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> sorry someone's gonna be haterating on us now oh we don't have that kind of audience it's fine <laughs> um yeah so uh, what else are you up to this uh oh my God, second part of the week um what am i doing just continuing my course gonna finally clean the house mm-hmm. um it's really nice out it's like is it? it was like proper autumn, like in the mm-hmm. nicest way, except that rotting leaf smell everywhere oh, oh is disgusting. Like my courtyard smells like a wet dog constantly, mm-hmm. like actually wet dog, not yeah. leaves. It's nasty. 
Um, oh God, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't have a life. It's fine. I mean, who does? Yeah. But I went with a friend of the pod, Stephanie, to Cafe Einstein today. Oh, and fun. And we had uh, all the like regional delicacies of the dessert cart. We had a warm apple strudel with the vanilla cream and whipped cream. And we had a Zahar Torta, which is amazing. Wait, so. side note. I'm just seeing that Pharrell post you sent me on uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Instagram DM. What is the nature of that JR NFT? Is that pyramid size? I have no idea. So it was Pharrell, just like an get- optical illusion. <laughs> But like, what is the NFT sold here? It's just the, so it's a, uh, I guess the NFT is an, an arm sticking out of the sand in the, uh, in the Cairo pyramids, like, and it completes the, the shape of the pyramid with like a gap in like between whatever. It's so lame, but it is. Um, thanks Madonna. I, I don't know if it's a good picture of JR, but he's kind of hot. He's the got outfit that, definitely like, is not. <laughs> I mean, whatever. He's tacky, but like he's got that like sexy French Jew, like <laughs> Moroccan Jew, like vibe. And uh, Pharrell is, um, I don't know. Maybe actually I actually aging now. <laughs> yeah, I could live without the fashion, but he's he's got like a lesbian, he's like aging like a lesbian. <laughs> I mean, one person who did start majorly cracking is a uh, Will Smith. Finally, after all these years. Yeah, it's true. In that <clears throat> recent profile in GQ, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know what? I would be into Jr. if he didn't have the stupid clothes, because I'm into guys that look like this. Yeah. You know this like ambiguous tanned person. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's like the dumb hat to clearly cover the baldness, which like as a baldy. But also who cares? I'm sure whatever. he looks good. Like, yeah, who cares? I'm sure yeah. he looks good as a bald person. And then this like Chico's um, outfit he's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry to gender this, but men should not wear like matching separates in like weird colors. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I had no idea this person existed up until like a few years ago, which all of a sudden he was all over the news, like in the art news, I mean. I didn't realize that that big mural in Berlin was either he intervened or it was his. Oh, on the side of Soho House. Yeah, I didn't know that was him. No, it is. It's like... uh, No, what are you talking about? Wait. No, there's that in Kreuzberg in uh, like not... Like around uh, Girl It's Park, there's these like one like one figure is upside down and the other is like right way up and they're oh, like that's him? moving each other. No, but I'm seeing a version where there's like actual human eyes. Oh. Like the uh the plastered on it and I don't know if he like intervened oh, or okay. if that was the original. But anyway, the JR thing is on the side of So House. Which like I never knew that was him until like two years ago. Oh, that like, I see. It's like a man and the two hands. And it's kind of above where the McFit or John Reed gym is. Right. Um, well, you know, his 
ascension coincides with the rise of like experiential art and these agencies such as super blue the spin-off of pace gallery mm-hmm. um that do these kinds of things like uh you know the rain room effect but here you know that you know that mural i'm talking about it's by blue italy based street yes. artist blue B-L-U. yes it's like the pulling off their hoods yeah i see the eye thing yeah so he he i guess added on to it or something i i remember when i first moved to berlin and they were like they were all the rage yeah blu but anyway that got covered up uh yeah the eyes got added on um Mm -hmm. yeah this ugly ass building got built and covered it up oh really (laughs) yeah i'm sure i'll end up working there at leaferando That's what's in there now. <laughs> Doing UX getting, design. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were getting a job at Zalando because it's much closer to... Oh, uh, no, I want to work at Zalando because, yeah, it's like right near my house and I'll get 40% yeah. off clothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my God. And they're building these new... The high-rise that I refer to as Hudson Yards East. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday when I was on the treadmill at my $20 a month gym, and I, the this high rise under construction was like right in front of me, and I saw my reflection in it, and I just thought, wow, I really feel like I'm at Equinox and Hudson Yards right now, but instead of paying three hundred dollars a month, I'm paying twenty a month. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you quickly press the link I sent you to the Zalando Men <laughs> collection and just give me a just in like oh my god in like five to ten words describe their collection this season um before i get to that i just want to mention that i did try to apply for their fit model 3xl men's yeah uh i'm not big enough for once really (laughs) god when will you ever catch a break this constant discrimination yeah it's like um always either too fat or too skinny Always the bridesmaid. Um, <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'm scrolling through. Um, Are you seeing the same person, X, I'm seeing at the top of oh, the uh, at landing Oh, the top. Pin? Girl. <laughs> Y2K, a nod to the naughties. Um, there's an orange leopard print sweater that matches some lava cowboy boots and pink hair uh and a leather skirt a maxi skirt (laughs) uh standing in front of graffiti um uh okay that's a boot it from me (laughs) (laughs) wait what is the one is it their own are they their own fashion brand or is it just an outlet for it's like an online retailer of various brands, but they do have their own things they produce as well. Oh, okay. But it's mostly fle- other brands. Some of the fleeces are cute. Oh, yeah. Like uh, this one I see. It's like Menace, Hennessy, overhead Borg jacket. I would wear that. Yeah. But um, like, I've just I've just had it with these like high waist, like construction site type sort of aesthetic that's like an imhoff performance like gambeha yeah. like it makes like maybe artistic sense on paper and or on instagram but like it fits no one 
Yeah. No one looks good in it. Okay, that said, today, Stephanie had on a pair of Gambeha, um, like, what's the material? Like, blue, navy blue vinyl pants with the two zippers, and those looked amazing on her. But that's also because she's She fun. looks great in everything. Yeah, yeah. And she looks great in everything. And whereas yeah. if I put it on, that's when I would be too fat. <laughs> It's not even it's not even about that because you and I'm not saying anything about uh, about her but like you have so much personality that you truly don't need fashion to sort of a uh, you know give you any any more you're just you're a full-rounded person you oh, don't need thanks. fashion to do the talking for you oh thanks it's also again sorry to gender it but I don't know, it's different as a man. I sorry, I identify as a normative, uh, boring cis male. So <laughs> to have some like clothing with personality is, I just don't pull it off. Yeah. So just gonna let my smile shine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna let my uh, oily Jewish skin shine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I used the ordinary today, my serum uh, to do that, and uh-huh. I'm still glowing. Okay, on page two, there's a Huff Sativa Summer Jacket Navy, and it is really fun, actually. And it is kind of outlandish, but it's 150 euro. I'm sorry. like, Yeah, in Berlin, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And that's like your parents are paying for your clothing money. (laughs) Right. Um, Um, Oh, I'm seeing those boots featured in the... uh in those pictures it's uh actually they're pretty affordable 251 euro cowboy biker boots mm. yeah they just look like a rick owens yeah like donna huanca collab well maybe i will you know gain three belt notches and a cup size, and I could be a fit model, which does not mean I would be in these photos. It just means they would try clothing on me in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you are too ugly to be on this webpage. <laughs> oh, my God. All righty. Well, on that note. All right. Have um, a safe trip. I will. Hope I get to, uh, I'll return as a lobster. <laughs> Hope you pick up a parasite that makes you lose 20 pounds. Uh, from your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> Please. All right. Well, it was nice chatting, Amir. Talk to you soon. Okay. Choose. Choose. Bye. Bye.